everyone, and welcome to episode 1.16 of the Commissioner Kellen podcast. We have a two-for-one episode today. We'll do both the week six review and the week seven preview all in one. It will be an abbreviated episode, so we're going to keep it moving. I'm a little short on time this week. If you're curious as to why, just go ahead and Google Mississippi River Historical Drought. I won't waste much time at all with the agendas. We have our usual standard agenda for all three fantasy football leagues, but the review and the preview will be condensed all into one episode. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. All right, let's start with the guillotine league like we always do. I'm going to skip over free agency. It was not an execution week, so there's really nothing too crazy going on. I'm going to get right into the standings as we see them now. Uh, Time of taping, Thursday, 7.12 p.m. Let's see how things are looking as we enter into our second and final week of this execution period. Last or first, however you want to view it, we have Rick in the place where you don't want to be. Ill-tempered Seabass only scored 91.1 points last week. Similar to what I've done in the past, I have tiered these uh, the leaderboard, and Rick makes up his own tier. It's the last tier you want to be on, and this tier I have called Ricky Bobby, you're on fire. Rick, it is time to panic. The cushion you need to make up when looking at the next team, your brother's team, is 19.68 points. You have your work cut out for you, my friend. And, oh, by the way, Jeff Wilson Jr. is still in your starting lineup, and he is now a backup to one Christian McCaffrey. You might want to pivot off that one. Your head is on the line. As I already alluded to, the next tier uh, is Tommy, major corporation head. We have two Lorenzas that will be sweating it out this week. Tommy also makes up his own tier in my mind. This one is called Break Glass in Case of Emergency, and that time is now. Tommy scored 110.78 points last week. Again, his cushion over Rick is 19.68 That cushion might as well be zero. Tommy, you should also be nervous. In third place, to the joy of many, is Team Danko. Team Dank, the tank, he scored 120.84 last week. And Danko needed a massive week last week. He did not get it. He is getting crushed by bye weeks this week. He also makes up his own tier in my mind. And this one is named... Remember that cushion you needed? You didn't get it. 29.74 points is what separates Danko from his position now to being last. Uh, He has some things to worry about. He needs to just hold on, and I don't know if he's got the firepower to produce an output that keeps him alive. Danko, be nervous. Keep the towel ready because you'll be sweating. On to the next one. I have my first tier that is made up of more than one team. And in my opinion, it's made up of four teams. I have Joe as the next person on the list. He scored 122.12 points last week. That's team getting swifty with it. 
His quote-unquote cushion is not much better than Danko's. However, he gets pounded in the ass a little less than Danko with bye weeks this week. Uh, his cushion, if I said that already, 31.02. And the name of this tier is called Pride Comes Before the Fall, So Don't Get Cocky. These teams should all be fine. Quote, uh, keyword, should. Set your best lineup. Make a couple free agency moves. If you can improve your team, everything should work out. But you're not in the clear. Next up after Joe is Matt, Team Huge Hawks. He put out 124.56 points last week. His cushion over Rick in last place is 33.46 points. Again, he's in the same tier as Joe. Next on this tier is Eric. Uh, Pussy Crew scored 125.3. His cushion is 34.2. And I think I said four teams in this tier. It's actually four, or um, it's actually three teams in this tier, not four like I said earlier. My next tier. His name said it and forget it. It is me, Kellen, Team Head. Scored 137.62 last week. My cushion over Rick is 46.52. I'm going to set my best lineup. I'm going to save my fab. I'm not spending a single buck this week. I should be all right. Then we have Jimmy. He's last on this list. The highest scorer of last week, Team Jimbo. 141.44 points last week. His cushion is just over 50 points. 50.34 the name of Jimmy's tier, I have as see you next week. You got nothing to worry about. All right, my guess for the next victim, I called it last week. He needed a big week. He didn't get it. He is a popular and reoccurring pick to be the next death always. It is Danko. I don't think he did enough last week. He gets crushed by bye weeks this week. I don't think he did enough while he could last week. I think he goes down this week. My guess for safest, I got very uncreative with this one. It's Jimmy. He has a massive lead. It's over 50 points, and the bye weeks are very kind to him this week. Oh, we got an absolute banger here now, boys. We got Wagon Wheel, a little old crow medicine show for you. Love to see it. Let's see what the survey says. Do they agree with me or not? Question number one. Um, this is our last week of our execution period. Who is the safest from the guillotine? Um, I said uh, use the, the picture I sent to the group chat for a, current, uh, for a quick glance at current points and cushions. Jimmy leads the way, as expected. He's in first place. He looks to be in great shape. He received seven of 12 votes. That reminds me, thank you, everyone, for voting. Jimmy received seven of 12 votes. I received four votes, and Eric received one vote. That is it, though. Only three teams represented here. Question number two, who is most likely to be executed next by the guillotine? <laughs> in a surprising turn of events Danko is not the top vote here it is Rick ill-tempered sea bass I guess it's not that surprising he's got a lot of work to do to catch up he received eight of 12 votes yikes Danko did come in second with three votes and then Tommy received one vote question number three um, I asked again uh, in next year's survive and enhance guillotine league should the league become a two quarterback league the no's have it i believe when i first did it uh before the season started it was 50 50 
Uh, the Noes have taken over by a vote of 8-4 to four to not become a two-quarterback league. Question four. Next year should survive and enhance become a best ball league. Uh, this was also 50-50, I believe, when I asked the first time, and the no's have dominated. Only one person wants this to become a best ball league as it stands now. The remaining 11 votes are no. Question four, who are you? Everybody voted. Much appreciated. That's it for the guillotine league. There are a lot of things to worry about for a lot of different teams. I can't wait for the group chat on Sunday and Monday night. Let your concerns be made public, boys. It's going to make for great theater. Let us know where you stand. I hope the group chat is living and dying on every play. Rick, Tommy, Danko, it's going to be one of the three of you. It's just going to be. It'd be so surprising if it wasn't. Let's pick up the chatter in the group chat, and I just want to see you guys sweat it out. I'll talk to you guys in the group chat. All right, let's go to the auction league now. First of all, I have a reminder, a memo, whatever you want to call it. I received two text messages from two different people last week on Sunday. Uh, some variation of, hey, my guy's not playing. I don't have a backup. There's no free free agency period in this league. Help me out. The answer is still no. I would probably send a text as well, but you already know the answer. I'm sorry. I can't help you out. You have to stay prepared and stay in the loop. There are no free pickups in this league. Again, sorry. Those are the rules. I can't change it mid-year. Uh, I can't change it now because people have already been burned by it. Um, that's the rule, though. Um, what we can do maybe next year is add another Monday morning uh, waiver period. So if someone's declared out late on a Sunday and you don't have a backup option for whatever reason, you can throw something together to have someone go on Monday Night Football. That is my only suggestion. But the point of this league is there are no free agent, or no free free agent pickups. Everything costs you at least a buck, which with a thousand dollar budget is free. Like, come on. Um, sorry to those guys that it happened to. You're not alone. I've received other texts throughout the year already. Uh, I'm sure I will receive more texts. If you stay prepared, you don't have to become prepared. So stay in the loop. Know if your guys are questionable, why, what are the chances that they play. And if you're worried, you better have a backup option. Okay, moving on. Last week's recaps. Let us start with um, my matchup against Singer. Uh, this was my upset pick of the week, and I was dead on. My team had my back with a 41-point blowout win over Singer. Josh Allen just keeps on Josh Allening, and I had a big win at Flex and Kicker and a massive win at Defense on top of that. Tough week for Singer, and my team rolls. Matchup number two, Cam versus Kyle. Kyle wins the Hey Jackass Bowl. Cam certainly misses Devontae Adams this week while he's out on bye, and he proceeds to go on and lose by 20. Cam also, though, doesn't start a defense, uh, even though he had one on his bench with eight points, so I have zero sympathy for him. Kyle puts up 122 and wins, 
and 122 points doesn't get you many wins, but it did this week when you're playing against a guy who doesn't start a full lineup. Sometimes you squeak by, though, with a close one. Kyle needed the win, and he gets it, and it gets him back up to 500 on the year. Mark versus Brett is our next matchup. Joe Burrow's return to the Bayou just gets it done for Mark. As good as Burrow was for Mark, J.K. Dobbins was equally as bad for Brett. He only gets a point and a half. Take these two players out of the equation, and everything else was pretty even in this matchup. But the explosion at QB for Mark and a running back dud for Brett is really what this one came down to. Next matchup, Eric versus Matt. 80 points from Eric. Woof. He gets crushed, even though Matt only puts out 115. This was a slap fight, a pillow fight, whatever you want to call it. Eric was unable to fill his running back two spot with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines missing the game. Tough break, but that's why you have to stay tuned in to the latest news, especially for injuries. Unfortunately, too, for Eric, that's kind of what made the difference here. And he goes down to Matt, who puts up a very beatable 115 points. Tough, tough pill to swallow for Eric. Our final matchup for last week, Tommy versus Jose. Uh, Tommy scored more than projected. Jose scored less than projected. Tommy's consistency, I would say, won him the week. He had one player under 10 points. And everybody else was in the 12 to 20 range. Nobody exploded. Nobody tanked. That gets you a win most weeks. And it did last week for Tommy. Jose had a couple of duds with Cooper Rush running out of the magic. And Deontay Johnson struggling against Tampa, which was kind of expected. Um, But yeah, Tommy comes away with the win here thanks to consistency. Our highest score on the week was to Tommy, 159.08. That actually bumps him into the top 10 highest scores of all time in this league. Uh, It bumps out Eric's score from week one, where he scored 158.37. Tommy's score this past week, 159.08, like I said. That is good enough for 10th all time. So he's on the board for now, Uh, but uh, we'll see how long he hangs on there. The lowest score of our week was Eric. He scored 80.42. As a whole, the league scored 1,211.4 points last week, and that was the lowest week of our year so far by a wide margin. The second lowest week score-wise was week one, where we scored 1,368. Wow. A 600-point difference. Um, Very, very down week this week. Uh, Pretty much across the board in fantasy football, but especially in this league. Okay, let's move on to this week. Um, First of all, free agency. Um, My favorite pickup. I'll just ask a question. Who wants the lead back for the Carolina Panthers? With CMC trade talk, a buzz. I spent $2 on uh, Deontay Foreman. I got him, and he's available. Come at me if you want the lead back for the Carolina Panthers. That's my favorite pickup. Pretty much cheap, or pretty much free. At the least, it was cheap. Um, He's a depth piece for me. If you need him, you know who to get at. My least favorite pickup, Eric. Nick Folk, a kicker for $25. I don't think I need to elaborate on that one very much, but that's ugly. 
Like, there's another kicker picked up this week, and I believe it was for two dollars. Um, yeah, Jason Myers, two bucks was picked up on Thursday by Premium Assets Singer. Um, twenty-five. Yikes, that's just too much, man. <clears throat> Let's move on to the matchups, though. For this week, we'll start with my matchup: Kellen versus Jose. At quarterback, I don't have Josh Allen this week. He's on bye, but Tua makes his return. I'm throwing him out there with Kenny Pickett against Jose State. Starts of Geno and uh, Tyler Heineke for the Commanders. Give myself the advantage there for sure. At running back, I have another small advantage. I think Damian Pierce is going to blow up this week against the Raiders. And for Jose, I don't know how much CMC plays at his new home in San Francisco. So, um, not quite sure. Not quite sure there. Tight end, though, I call it a tie. We have an absolute battle, though. It's finally happening. We have the only two tight ends in fantasy football that are worth a damn squaring off against each other. Mark Andrews for me, Travis Kelsey for Jose. This will be a fun one to watch. It's a toss-up, but, man, that'll be fun. Jose, though, gets the edge at flex. Anytime you're plugging Austin Eckler into the flex position, just insert that gif uh, from the water boy of that uh, that Cajun hillbilly character just pinching his nipples with his shirt off. That's what came to mind when I saw that. I wish I had Josh Allen, but I still think I squeaked this one out. Just barely, but this one should be very close. I think I win just barely. Matchup number two, we got Kyle versus Brett. Uh, Zach Wilson plus Goff for Kyle, and they both have kind of brutal matchups. Brett uh, has Kyler already underway here. Um, and then he's got Dak versus the Lions. Really, Dak versus the Lions is why I give this edge to Brett. Um, but also, Kyle's got some bad matchups. And wide receiver, D-Hop. Uh, this game just kicked off. D-Hop is making his return after his suspension. And then he's, uh, Brett also has Waddle and Evans. I think that's just a better group than Mike Williams, DK Metcalf. They're very okay plays. And then Kyle also has Duvernay, which is a scary play. So edge there to Brett at running back. Najee and Fournette, that's a great duo to throw out there. Najee, even though he's struggling, um, the edge goes to Kyle. I like Josh Jacobs as a play for Brett, but J.K. Dobbins just can't be trusted. I think Brett does end up getting a much-needed win here, but I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I could be wrong on this one, but I'm leaning towards Brett's direction as of now. Cam versus Tommy is our third matchup. Cam's quarterbacks just continue to make me want to throw up. Jacoby Brissett and Davis Mills is just gross. Tommy has Lamar plus Carr uh, equals LaCar, and this car rolls over Cam. And as I speak those words, I realize that's a really bad joke to make since Cam has a bad history with cars. Um, that was unintentional, um, but we're going to move on. On to running back. Um, we've got a real battle here at running back. Barkley and Kamara for Cam. And then Tommy with Brees Hall, uh, who's kind of running away with the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, action and then Eno. Eno Benjamin. Uh, James Conner was just ruled out about an hour ago. And uh, Eno Benjamin uh, in for that lead role for Arizona. So this will be a good one to watch. I think it's pretty much a tie, as with wide receiver, which I didn't really cover. So very close there, too close to call. 
At kicker and defense, we have another hey jackass off. Uh, Tommy currently doesn't have a kicker in. Cam currently doesn't have a defense in. I'm not even going to text him. You just got to listen to the pod now to uh, to be made aware. Or you can just check your lineups every day like an adult. All in all, I think uh, small edges here at multiple positions lead Tommy to victory. Basically, the massive advantage he's got at quarterback, I think, is what gets it done. So I think Tommy wins this one handily. Matchup number four, Eric versus Mark. Eric has Tannehill plus Mariota. Not great. He's got some tough bye weeks there with Jalen Hurts out. Uh, And then Mark, Mahomes, and Burrow. Those are smash plays. Heavy advantage there for Mark. At running back, I see another difference here, but it's for Eric. Derrick Henry plus Jonathan Taylor. Again, smash. So each of these guys has a smash play at a position. Quarterback for Mark. Running back for Eric. That defense, another thing to keep an eye on, Tampa for Eric against a CMC-less Panthers squad. Um, Something to watch there. That could be a very strong play for Eric. No Jalen Hurts, no Justin Jefferson for E, though. I feel like Mark kind of wins this one by default. Um, But he crushes damn near everyone at quarterback. I think the advantage there at quarterback is just too big. Can Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor carry the load for Eric? I think they fall just a little bit short. And I'm going with Markey. Our final matchup, Singer versus Matt. Russell versus Trevor. Two very average options for Singer. And then Matt uh, has Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. Awesome options. This is a big advantage for Matt. At wide receiver, I give Matt a slight edge, which might be a little hot take. He's got Jamar. Chris Godwin and Rondell underway here. Um, Rondell Moore, that is. Singer. Um, I mean, Matt's core is solid, but I think Chris Olave is in for a big game tonight uh, to almost even this out. But I do think Matt comes with a couple-point advantage here at wide receiver. At running back, though, Singer crushes. Mixon and Chubb, they are elite options at running back. Singer also gets a medium-sized advantage at flex with Ken Walker against a porous Chargers defense. This is my obvious choice for game of the week. I think Singer keeps it close against Matt's solid wide receiver core, but I think Singer has a massive win at running back and a decent win at at flex thanks to Ken Walker. So I'm going Singer here. Checking out my agenda here. I got nothing else on here. That's the auction league. All right, keeper league, let's get it. Let's start with last week's uh, matchup recaps. We'll start with my matchup against Singer. Uh, it was 202 points for me to Singer's 86. There's nothing to break down here. The better team won, yes, but Singer's team had a very down week and made it very easy on me. I'm not going to kick Singer while he's down. He lost to a better team, but he's better than that. So we're going to move on to matchup number two, Rick versus Joe. Rick drops a tough one here and comes in 74 points less than projected. Joe doesn't necessarily deserve to win. He did not light the world on fire. He put up only 114 points, but it was more than Rick's. I see Rick's second and third wide receivers. Those are Lil Dirty and Duvernay. They combined for seven points. Uh, I see that as the reason why he lost. Those wide receiver plays just killed him this past week. 
Um, while Justin Jefferson, for Joe, outscores all three of Rick's wide receivers combined. Matchup number three, we got Matt versus Giuseppe Barnes. This was domination by Matt over here, uh, here over Giuseppe. 45-point victory thanks to his wide receivers. This matchup was close almost everywhere else, but Diggs with 30, Gabe Davis with 16, Michael Pittman with 26. That's what made Matt pull ahead here. Tough week for Giuseppe. Matchup number four, Sko versus Eli. I told you we'd be running through these quickly. This was my game of the week pick. I picked that correctly. It was only a 10-point margin, and I also picked the winner correctly. Sko came out victorious. What I didn't get right was I picked Eli to win the QB battle. Uh, and then uh, I picked it thanks to what I thought would be a big week by Matt Stafford and the Rams offense versus Carolina. Well, Eli got smoked in this matchup, and uh, Joe Burrow for Sco scored 26 points more than Matthew Stafford. And that, to me, is what made the difference here when I'm looking at this matchup on paper. Our final matchup, Eric versus the birthday boy, Brendan. And the birthday boy came out victorious, and it wasn't especially close. Josh Allen kept doing Josh Allen things, and Brendan's flex spots outscored Eric's by over 20. So not uh, not necessarily a hard-earned victory there for Brendan, but he comes away with the dub. Next on our agenda, that's it for last week's matchups. Let's go now to free agency real quick. I didn't have a least favorite. Nobody, you know, In a, a league that isn't fab, it's hard to really pick a bone with anybody's pickups. The pickups I really did like, though, Sko's double dip with the Carolina running backs now that Christian McCaffrey is out of town. He did that just this morning, Friday morning. He snagged both Deontay Foreman and Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, smart move there by Sko. Maybe they split time and they turn out to be nothing, but both are worth, worth flyers. Uh, I respect the move a lot. I don't know if he's going to start either of them this week, but he's got them and he can feel out the situation and see what the Panthers are going to do moving forward. Again, I didn't have a least favorite pickup. Uh, to finish off last week, I skipped over this. I didn't mean to. Um, last week's scores, highest week, highest score on the week was myself, 202.59. I mentioned that because that is now in addition to our highest scores of all time. Second place, the only other score on this list is my week one score of 231.61. No other scores have cracked 200 yet. As we get scores above 200, we'll add them to this list. The lowest score on the week was my opponent, Singer, who scored 86. Rick, not too far behind, though, with only nine, uh, 91. Everyone else, though, was uh, above 100. As a whole, last week in week six, the league scored 1,367.49 fantasy points. That is the lowest score so far this season on a weekly basis. Um, take that data and do with it what you will. Uh, it was a down week. Let's go now to this week's matchups, week seven matchups. They started off last night in Thursday night football. Um, first matchup, myself, Kellen versus Orico. Matt has a good team. Matt has a very good team. My team is better. I am not above a down week as we saw two weeks ago, but now I'm fresh off a 200-point week. Even with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins' hot start last night with 20 points, I'm still projected to march on to a 40-point victory. 
but Dak is going to get him that himself this week for me against the Lions. Kellen by a Millie. Next matchup, we got Eric versus Joe. The battle of the two surprise teams this year. I've got Eric this week mostly because Joe doesn't have Justin Jefferson this week. Joe has some other dudes, yeah, but anytime you lose Jefferson, your team looks very different. No major bye week hits this week for Eric, so I think he rolls. Matchup number three, Rick versus Giuseppe Barnes. Giuseppe's highly scrutinized rookie wide receiver draft picks of Olave and Jamison Williams are looking like they're paying off right now. We haven't seen Jamison Williams yet, so the book is still out. But Chris Olave, what a start. He's the dude. Um, Giuseppe's making us all look stupid for criticizing that pick. Uh, he had Olave had 17 points last night. Meanwhile, Rick only got six from Ertz. I expect CD against the Lions to make up for that margin and then some uh, for Rick. Uh, but other than CD Lamb, Rick's wide receivers wide receiver core is just uninspiring. I think Chris steals one here with the rookie out of Columbus leading the way down in the Bayou last night. I'm picking Giuseppe this week in my upset pick of the week. Rick may have a two-game losing streak on his hands. And hey, Chris, I mean Giuseppe, if you make me look smart this week with my upset pick of the week, I'll give you your first name back. You won't be Giuseppe any longer. Matchup number four, we got Singer versus Eli. Man, Eli just needs a spark. His roster is so flat. It is so hard to not pick Singer in a bounce-back week here, so I'm just not going to do it. Kamara and Taysom Hill already were off to good starts last week, and Eli has nothing available in his roster that scares me. Singer's up now. I think Singer continues to be up. I think Singer wins this one big. Our final matchup, Sko versus Brendan. This is my game of the week. Brendan grabs 23 last night from Eno Benjamin to give him an early lead, and Brendan's best is yet to come with his skill positions. Unfortunately, though, for him, Josh Allen is on bye, and he's resorting to a disgusting Ryan Tannehill start. But I think Debo, Amon Ra, and Amari keep him afloat against Sko's team, who's only projected 143 points. I've got Brendan here in a close one. Nothing else for the Keeper League. That is it for this week. I hope to see some beads of sweat from multiple people in the guillotine league this weekend. I simply cannot wait for Sunday and Monday night drama. I hope it's a nail-biter for multiple parties. For the auction and keeper leagues, some of you are nearing must-win territory. Six weeks into the season, and we're going to start seeing some teams dropping out of it. Don't let it be you. And hey, good luck this weekend, unless you're playing me. Do me a favor and do a rain dance or two before you go to bed tonight so work can stop murdering me on a daily basis. But for now, the commish is out.